18. Tillicum Meets Heavenly Father Tillicum excitedly came to me the following day around 3 a.m. as I slept. He wanted his other uh, petrified whalebone with the jawbone attached. I hadn't thought he had paid much attention to the fact that I had a second one for him to contemplate. I drowsily informed him I needed my sleep to be rested to visit and help him with such an adventure later in the morning. He was as a little child full of excitement and imagination. He began asking questions, forcing me to recognize how little about human people, as he calls us, he understood. Tillicum was no wild animal in his human orchestrated life, with only instinctual rules to guide him along. Indeed, he was an evolving force of nature. Treating with him was becoming more tangled than I had at first thought. I was way in over my head. I didn't want to upset him, so quietly I thought I should call on a higher being, my Heavenly Father, for help. Tillicum spoke up. Yes, that sounds like a good idea. I would like to meet your Heavenly Father. How did you know what I was thinking? I asked, not entirely surprised anymore at what he was capable of discerning. He answered innocently. It's there in your mind. I guess none of my thoughts are private to you, I admonished. I don't know. Let's go, he called while moving up and away from me and into the sky. I made my traditional hand mudras to enter Heavenly Father's space and tentatively set out the question, May I bring Tillicum with me into your sanctuary? Heavenly Father responded, Of course, I have been watching you, and I am waiting. I have told you you should not do anything taxing to your strength. You're supposed to be preparing for retirement and enjoying your life. I know, but he needed me, I whined. Father, with humor in his voice, I know how you are, and he gave me an understanding smile. He turned his attention to Tillicum. He did not call him by name. It was as though he had or needed no name. Instead, he approached Tillicum as an eternally self-contained, majestic creature. I wondered at that. Father addressed my thoughts. Humans have management over the earth's animals, he told me, and he gave me the understanding that it is up to us to be kind and loving of the planet and its inhabitants. As the more technologically advanced beings, we humans are not the boss here. We are only companions to the oneness of the creation on earth. Can you help him anyway, I begged. Telecom and I were still moving into the heavens towards Father, and Father was moving towards us. In answer to my plea, Father instructed Telecom, Come closer. Telecom was behind me a bit, and Father ahead of us, and then they were both beside me as Tillicum eagerly obeyed. Father's arms reached towards Tillicum. Then he had him in a great big hug of pure white light. They were embraced together, falling into Tillicum's pool. They became immersed in the depths of the blue water. Tillicum's eyes whirled with pleasure as they sank. Father told him, You belong here. This is your home for now. Be happy and content. And there was an energy that was brought forth from Father to Tillicum that was authoritative, nurturing, and healing. Love encompassed the great well. 
A lasting peace emanated from Tillicum that I had not felt before. I drifted back into sleep, leaving Tillicum to Father's competent care. But before falling deeper still to sleep, I glimpsed Father taking Tillicum's preconceived mental notions and rearranging them. For instance, wells are not meant to need human touch. It is of no great loss to not be petted by them all the time. Ascension Seats I explore new and better ways to think about myself and my circumstances. 19. How to Keep a Well in a Pool At that point, I had not done any serious research on Telecom's state of physical health in either a spiritual vision or the Internet. So while Tillicum had found some modicum of peace, I decided to do some investigation work. On my spirit journey research, I found that his stomach looked odd inside his gut. I don't know how to explain it fully. I would call it ulcerated, but that's not quite right. I thought perhaps they had done an endoscope and bruised his insides, or that he had long been hungry and his diet had left his stomach somehow partly inactive or dead, he no longer feels hungry. Instead, he feels sick to his belly all the time. It is just the way it is for him. After internet research, I suspect that what I saw clairvoyantly is a gel-like substance they feed him to keep him hydrated. Unfortunately, it looks to me that the gel is giving him poor stomach health. It's as if something is in his belly and there is no need for anything else. Is the hydration gel's purpose also of making it where expensive fish are not needed to feed him? Indeed, without a natural diet, abundant life is improbable. So I wondered how he lived still. I also saw a video where painful procedures are done on his teeth to prevent infection. However, I haven't received any intuitive information at this time concerning his mouth. Also, there were some reports that he was becoming antisocial with other orcas and becoming more sluggish with his interactions with the audience. I am angry and saddened at his and all the captive well situations. They are too big to be in the hands of inadequate men with insufficient pulls. I will try to animate him a little for his sake, but how far can I push him in his absolute captivities with no freedom to roam or hunt food as majestic wells in the food chain have ordained? I will visit him later and take the promised petrified well earbone. Hopefully he will learn some lessons from the old prehistoric owner about converting to spirit at his physical death. Ascension Seeds I Seek, Find, and Share Knowledge 20. What do Wells Need? Later that evening, my third eye to his third eye, I went to Tillicum to present the second ear wellbone. Either he couldn't or wouldn't contact the oracle. Instead, he kept showing me himself on an ocean floor close to shore beating up dense billows of sand by swishing his body and tail from side to side. He then rested in the shallows, soaking in the stirred, salty waters. 
As I watched in confusion, he implored, I need sand like what is in the sea when you get close to shore. All I could do was watch, wonder, be sad, and leave him to his imaginings of agitated healing waters. Ascension Seeds I know what I need to be healthy. 21. How Long Sick Journal Entry January 21, 2016 it has been three days since I left Tillicum swaying in the sands of his needs. He hasn't called me to visit. Instead, I quietly check on him from time to time. To my senses, he feels sick all over and is usually listless. I'm not sure if his condition results from medications from his handlers, ailing health, or something else. On March 8, 2016, SeaWorld Florida announced, we are saddened to report that Tillicum's behavior has become increasingly lethargic over the past few weeks. The SeaWorld veterinary and animal care teams are concerned that his health is beginning to deteriorate. Our teams treat him with care and medications for what we believe is a bacterial infection in his lungs. Unfortunately, however, the suspected bacteria is very resistant to treatment and a cure for his illness has not been found. On March 17, 2016, the public received another news update. SeaWorld announced that due to the popular opinion that whales should not be kept in theme parks, it would end all orca breeding programs this year, eventually phasing out killer whales in captivity. As a result, this generation of captive whales will be the last for SeaWorld. I wondered, what does that mean? What does the future look like for orcas and SeaWorld? On March 18, 2016, I went to check on Tillicum. I found him asleep in some sort of a pool I had not seen before. He feels snug in his space. The area is tiny for a well, like a car parked inside a garage. Nonetheless, he conveyed to me, I am not comfortable not where he wished to be dying. He was too sick to seriously contemplate with me. Instead, he thought mumbled, they are waiting for me to die. He watched them, not caring what they did. He feels alone, but that is nothing new for him. He isn't hungry. He doesn't care to eat, but he remembered he was hungry most of his life. As I moved closer to his sick pool, he sighed with weariness. I began to stroke his leathery side. He was soothed by my touch. He lazily noted, It's been a long time since you came to see me. I didn't apologize or explain that I did try. Instead, I thought a little banter might be better medicine. You know, I've explained it to you. I am a very busy person. I showed him myself running around taking care of other people and things. And you haven't invited me to come see you, I retorted. He acknowledges my comments, remembering me telling him that I get busy and to reach out if he needed me. He doesn't hold anything against me. With our communion, he sank deeper into relaxation. I pulled away a bit as he falls into stillness. Abruptly, he became wide awake with a panic of being left alone again. Ascension Seeds 
I understand everybody has a life to live.